to a brand new week of Cycle Talk SA, episode 9. G'day, I'm Brad Brown. Thanks for joining me today. What a busy week it has been. Lots of news coming out uh, in the cycling world, and hopefully I can share some of that with you today. Big news uh, from a South African perspective uh, is the news that Robbie Hunter has, ret- uh, has announced his retirement. And the good news is I managed to touch base uh, with Robbie earlier this week uh, at home in Switzerland. Uh, got to pick his brain a little bit with regards to why he's retiring and what his plans for the future are. So very cool chat with Robbie. Also, the Vuelta a España finished up uh, last weekend, last week Sunday, and there was a South African in that field too. We caught up with him just before the tour started and managed to catch up with him just after the tour as well. Reinhard Janser van Rensburg just wanted to see how Reinhard coped with the tour, his first grand tour and his first finish as well. So great news for the Argo Shimano rider. I also touched base with uh, journalist and chief sports writer for the Star newspaper, Kevin McCullum, just to chat a little bit about cycling, in particular about Robbie and Reynard's performance. Uh, and then also Kevin is involved in a charity initiative for the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge. Uh, they're trying to raise some funds for the Teddy Bear Clinic. And Kevin tells us a little bit about what they are up to as well. So uh, that's on the show this week as well. Uh, and don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, at Cycle Talk SA is where you can find us on Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, just look for Cycle Talk SA or pop me an email, podcast at Cycle Talk SA. You might have noticed a big change on the cycletalk.sa.co.za website. Uh, the good news is we've migrated across to a platform called SoundCloud, which uh, hopefully will make it a little bit easier for you to listen to this podcast through our website or on other websites as well. I'd love your feedback. You can be in touch. Pop us an email or pop us a tweet. Let me know your thoughts on it. Uh, And then also, uh, if you do love this podcast, or uh, I would really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing it with people that you know, perhaps cycling mates. And the cool thing about that SoundCloud player that is on our website is uh, you can just uh, click on share on that player and you can just share it straight to your social media networks as easy as that. So I'd love your feedback. Uh, do be in touch. Let's get straight into this week's show, though. First interview, uh, we head to Switzerland with Robbie Hunter. The news broke uh, in this week that uh, Robbie Hunter has decided to hang up his wheels and uh, Robbie's been a stalwart in the South African cycling uh, fraternity, uh, flying the flag internationally for, for a long, long time and, and has, has paved the way for a lot of young South Africans who are, are now making their way onto the international circuit. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto the show today uh, Robbie Hunter in Switzerland at home at the moment. Thanks for your time. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to chat to us. It's only a pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Robbie, it's been a, a long, long career. I mean, you've been on that international circuit for a long time. What, what's, what brought the decision about? Um, it's, yeah, it's a difficult one to say. I mean, uh, I've been around for a while. I've been in Europe for 16 years. And uh, honestly, uh, I've had a good run at cycling. And um, I probably wanted to continue another year or maybe two. But um, oh, the way things have gone with, uh, with cycling this year, a lot of teams are closing and... Uh, you know, there's a lot more younger guys coming in, and uh, a lot of the teams are, you know, focusing on younger riders these days. And uh, um, I kind of got, uh, how can I say, kind of pushed into a bit of a corner where I had a contract offered to me, and then, you know, in the end, the team started looking to more, more towards younger riders. And uh, you know, um, I kind of, I kind of decided at the end of the day that you know I wasn't going to try and find another team and you know possibly race for less money just to continue with maybe one more year of racing. So. Uh, I thought possibly, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's maybe time to just hang up the wheels and, and move on to something else. 
Yeah, and you talk about hanging on for one more. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. I mean, it would have been your 10th Tour de France next year. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I really would have liked to have uh, ridden the Tour de France. It was a big thing for me this year to ride the Tour de France. And unfortunately, four days before the Tour, I got called up and said I was going to stay at home. And uh, they decided to take a young guy in my place. And uh, it left a little bit of a funny taste in my mouth. And I really wanted to do 10, you know, 10 tours. And I started focusing on next year. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the contract thing happened. So I decided, you know what, uh, nine tours is enough. I've done 17 grand tours. And like I said, it's, uh, it's maybe just time to move on to something else. Yeah, Robbie. In 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 the intro, I mentioned that you 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 were the, f- I mean you, you've done so much. You were the first South African to finish the Tour de France. You're the first South African to to win a stage in the Tour de France. Uh, you mentioned all the Grand Tours that you've ridden. In in your career, what would you say has been your your greatest achievement? Um, it's difficult to say. I mean, obviously the Tour de France is the one that you know winning a stage in the Tour is the one thing that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <coughs> Uh, winning a stage in the tour is the one thing that really stands out, obviously, because it's, you know it really is the biggest, uh, the biggest stage race in the world, and it's it's where you know the most recognised uh, bicycle race in the world, and where you get recognition for for everything you do. And um, um, it's noticed by everybody in all walks of life, not just cyclists. So that's definitely something. But I mean, uh, all the races I've won in my career really do mean something to me, and it's uh, I think I've really had a good innings and. I mean, like, like I said, I think definitely the one that stands out is, you know, obviously the Tour de France, but uh, there's been a number of good victories along the way. Yeah, you have. I mean, I'm just, just scrolling through some of your results. I mean, you, you, you won the points classification at the Tour de Suisse, which is, which is a big one. I mean, that's, that's, that was back in 2004. You've also you've won some great races here in South Africa. I mean, you, uh, you've been the national champion, and, and, and that's, that must have been really special wearing, wearing that South African jersey uh, over, over some of the great races in Europe. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I never really got to race national champs uh, throughout my career because I was always in Europe at the time they were holding them in South Africa. So when I did get the opportunity to go back last year and actually uh, really race for the for the jersey, it was it meant something to me, and it was it was really good to actually uh, bring the jersey to to Europe and and uh, and actually showcase uh, the South African national champs jersey in, in the Tour de France. Um, so it, it was it was really something I was I was quite proud of. Yeah. Yeah, and let's be honest, as far as national jerseys go, the South Africa one's probably the prettiest out of all of them, isn't it? Um, to be honest with you, most uh, <laughs> a lot of the guys within within the peloton actually came up to me last year and they really loved you know the South African jersey. And uh, uh, most of them re- actually said that it was the, the nicest jersey out there. And a lot of the guys actually wanted to you know get hold of a, a jersey for themselves to keep at home. So um, it was actually it was a good feeling to hear that kind of stuff from uh, from the other guys out there. Yeah, it was great, great to watch just from a spectator's point of view as well. It was great to watch the tour and, and it was so easily spotted in, in the peloton. It was great to see. But then, Robbie, as, as far as what's next for you, uh, I mean, you, you, you've been on that circuit for so long. You've got so much experience. I mentioned the youngsters coming through at the moment. Uh, you, you, you're not going to be lost to the sport, are you? Are you planning on, on sticking around and, and giving something back? I am. Um, I'm going to stick around. I've been offered a a job to continue with the team I'm in right now, and uh, you know, and move up into management or and and direct some of you know the, some of the racing and that kind of stuff for the young guys. But um, on the other side, as far as South Africa is concerned and younger guys, I'm actually opening up a well, I've opened up a like a sports agent uh, company, and uh, I'm uh, starting to look after some of the younger guys um, and help them make you know inroads into Europe and get them onto teams and that kind of stuff and make sure that the you know that they can jumpstart their careers by making the right choices, and and basically with the advice and the things I've learned over the years, you know that they can make the the right choices from the start and not make some of the mistakes I've made. Um, so that's what I'm I'm moving across into as well. Um, you know, in, in in the near future. 
And then, Robbie, looking looking at, at guys that are racing now, and, and, and in particular this, this Tour de France this year, unfortunately you weren't there, but, but if you look at it from a South African perspective, you look at someone like, like Daryl, who, who was in yellow. I mean, it's the first time ever a South African's been in yellow and African's been yep. in yellow. And then Chris yep. Froome, who, who's got strong South African connections. He's not South African, but, but we, <laughs> we claim him as ours because he, he spent a lot of time here and he's, he's got a home here as well. How proud does that make you feel that, that you've almost blamed the trail for these guys to come through and 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 sort of do what you've done but they but you've sort of made it i don't want to say easier for them but you've shown them how to do it yeah look i mean a lot of the guys i've had a really good relationship with you know especially a guy like daryl i mean we're really good friends and uh you know it's we get to see each other as much as you know as much as possible and uh, you know that's off the bike as well and uh um, you know, it's great to see a guy like Daryl at the moment, you know, finally after a couple of years of hard luck and trying and doing things and, you know, he's back on track and he, he's winning races at the highest level and like you said, you know, the Yellow Jersey and the Tour de France is an exceptional achievement and uh, even if it was only for a couple of days, but, um, you know, it goes to show that South Africa is on the up and there's a lot of South African uh, talent out there, you know, they just need the opportunities. And, um, you know, a guy like Chris at the end of the day is, uh, you know, people like to say he's British, but... Uh, I don't believe it. I mean, he's he's grown up in South Africa. Yes, he walks around with a British passport, but uh, he's as South African as they come. And uh, I think uh, I think you know if if he really has to look at it as well, I think he feels more South African than he does British. He might not say it at the moment, but it'll eventually come out down the line. I think. And uh, you know, he he grew up in South Africa, raced in South Africa, came through our system. Um, and yes, I think it's it's great to see a guy like Chris as well being. You know, pretty much the most talented rider out there at the moment, and and winning, you know, the Tour de France. It's is uh, an exceptional bike rider, and uh, it's really is great to see what's what's coming out of South Africa at the moment. Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you reckon? And it's difficult to say, but but what do you think the effect of this year's Tour de France is going to have on cycling, not just in South Africa, but but on the continent of Africa in in say ten, fifteen years from now? Um, I'm hoping it's uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a, a you know a really snowball effect in the sense that you look at the Australians 15 years ago you know like when I turned pro there was only a few Australians running around and um, you know they're one of the strongest cycling communities in, in world cycling at the moment and hopefully South Africa and Africa can continue in, in you know in, in that manner and uh, you know what's happened in, in cycling in the last couple of years in South Africa that uh, you know it spreads throughout the continent and you know it is slowly happening that guys are now becoming you know or are turning pro even if it's a team with uh, like MTN and uh, you know there's definitely more Africans in in European racing and I think it's a it's an uh, an uncut diamond in the sense that uh, there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of proper talent in Africa and the guys just need the opportunities and I think with you know with the opportunities and the you know and and, and learning along the way a lot of good's going to come out of them for sure yeah I mean you talk about the MTN Quebec I mean they they are, are having a great run at the moment they they obviously have have decided to almost go not not the conservative route they were given some some great invites but they've decided they want to do things the right way and not throw throw these guys in the deep end and and they're getting some great results I mean the tour of Britain this week they've they've been phenomenal and and it, it, it bodes well for the future next year they should should have a great year yeah look they've got a you know the riders are getting results at the moment are really experienced riders and a guy like Chialuk who's uh, who's now or, you know won a stage in Tour of Britain the other day he had the yellow jersey uh, won Milano Sanremo this year and he's an experienced pro um, he's been around for many years already turned pro at the age of you know 18 so um, he knows what he's doing um but yes, the other guys in the team, the younger guys, uh, it's great to have a guy like Chilik in the team who you know who shows them what to do and 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 has all that experience. 
so yeah, I mean, the MTN seems like they're doing things the right way, and hopefully, it, you know, it continues to grow, and hopefully, a company like MTN actually, you know, sticks it out and uh, uh, you know and, and gets their worth out of it because it, it, you know, cycling is a great sport, and you know, they they can get you know the, the marketing value out for themselves if they do things you know in the right way in the future. Uh, Robbie Hunter, it's been amazing catching up. I, I just want to, on behalf of of myself and all our listeners as well, just say thanks for the memories. It's been it's been amazing watching you race over over the years and and fly the flag, especially internationally at at big races like the Grand Tours and in particular uh, the Tour de France. Thank you very much for everything you've done for South African cycling and, and long may it continue. May you may you come back and 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 help the young riders get get into into Europe and 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 to the heights that that you've achieved. Brad, thanks so much. And I just want to say thanks to all the South African public out there for, uh, for the support over the years. It's been great. Thanks so much. Absolute pleasure once again to welcome Reinhard Janssen van Rensburg onto the show. Uh, and yeah, we chatted to Reinhard a few weeks ago, probably four weeks ago, I think, uh, just before the Vuelta a España got underway. Uh, it was Reinhardt's first Grand Tour, riding for Team Argo Shimano, and it's a pleasure to catch up with him post the Tour and pre-World Champs. Reinhardt, welcome back onto the show. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, it's no problem. Reinhardt, when we, when we spoke before the Tour, you, you said you were going in there just to, to gain some, some valuable experience, and you knew it was going to be, be tough. Was, was it as tough as you thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah, <laughs> three weeks of racing is not easy. Uh, was really a new experience for me um so it was kind of also like an experiment to see what three weeks of racing how my body reacts to it and yeah quite satisfied how it went at end i was gonna say are you quite happy with the outcome following following the tour uh yeah i think uh one or two stages i could have gone for better results but um overall was quite a good tour for me so yeah overall i'm pretty satisfied I mean, as a as a tour itself, this year it wasn't an easy one, and it probably wasn't ideally suited for the sprinters. I mean, there were eleven summit finishes this year over the three weeks, so it was definitely a climbers' tour. And 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 did did how did you find? I mean, coming coming over those mountains and 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 having to then perform on on the few few stages that were were more sort of suited to to your game. Yeah, the, it was a really tough uh, tour this year. A lot of mountains, uh, like you said. Um, but yeah, just have to get through the mountain stages and and just have to keep strong mentally. And then on the flat stages, go for your opportunities. So I was really um, disappointed in one stage. It was really good for me that we, and there was crosswinds and we, we were just too far back in a crosswinds and, and <clears throat> I was in the second group. So um, kind of those opportunities you have to take and yeah, a day like that when there's not a lot of opportunities and to lose one this is uh, yeah, quite frustrating and, and then Reynard as, as far as the experience gained uh, that, that's probably the biggest thing you're probably going to take out of this tour what's the biggest thing that you learnt on, on this tour that you can take into, into future Grand Tours um, yeah I think uh, a lot of recovery how to recover quickly between stages and um, conserve the energy uh, on, on certain stages that's not best suited for you and uh, yeah, and use your energy when you've got the, the chance to do something, and not every single stage trying to do something. So yeah, a little bit of conservation and, and recovery was one of the two big things I learned in the tour. 
And and then as far as the the team perspective goes for for Argo Shimano, uh, uh, looking back at the tour, was was it a successful one for the team? I mean, going away from this, would they be be satisfied with the results? Oh yeah, we really satisfied of how it went. Um, we went there with the youngest team there, and we won two stages there and uh, um, a lot of top tens and a third place. So yeah, we really satisfied with that. And then, and then, just looking ahead from a from a Team Argo Shimano point of view, we'll, we'll chat about World Champs in a mo for for you from a personal perspective. But as far as the team goes, looking ahead to to next season, uh, uh, is there talk of plans already, sort of with regards to the Giro and, and the Tour de France again this early, or, or is that too early to start talking those those two? Um, yeah, we are starting talking about the program right now, but yeah, it's nothing is sure yet. Uh, after World Champs, we can sit down with the team and then and figure out a plan from there. So yeah, it's still open at the moment. Okay, and then talking of World Champs, uh, from a, from a personal perspective, for you, you heading there. I mean, what are you hoping for? Um, yeah, I'm doing the team time trial first, so uh, we're hoping to get a top ten um, result there, and then the, I'm doing the individual time trial and road race. Um, so the road race, uh, I'll look to finish and uh, yeah, just try and get the best result possible. Yeah, so it's it's quite a quite a busy program for you at those World Champs as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Raynaud, this week as well, we we chatted to to Robbie Hunter on the show, who's who's announced his retirement from from international cycling from a from a cycling perspective. He's staying in the sport from from a management point of view. Someone like Robbie, I mean, you're still very young in the sport. You haven't been around that long, but Robbie's been around a long, long time. And and one of the questions I asked him was, how much of an effect does he think he's had on the South African cycling fraternity for guys like yourself who are coming through and, and sort of almost following in his footsteps? Has, was he a role model for you growing up? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he uh, was the only South African guy doing it in Europe at the time. So, yeah, he was always the inspiration and... and uh, guy you kind of look up to and, and try to emulate and he's beaten out the path and been the first South African to do almost anything so yeah it's that's a big thing and I think it should be celebrated Reynard I want to thank you for, for catching up with us today and, and yeah, rest up well before World Champs we'll be following your progress uh, eagerly and, and hopefully we can we can bring that back some medals from that World Champs <laughs> yeah we'll try thanks a lot it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto the show this week Kevin McCullum, the chief sports writer for the Star. Kevin, welcome onto the show. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us today. My pleasure, Brad. Glad to be here. Kevin, the reason I wanted to touch base with you, there's obviously lots happening uh, in the world of cycling at the moment. You're also uh, up to something, but we'll get to that in a short while. Uh, I wanted to just sort of pick your brain a little bit. Uh, big news this week, and it, it sort of came on Twitter, and, and I think as a surprise to a lot of people, uh, is Robbie Hunter sort of saying he's, he's calling it a day. Yeah, I saw that on um, Sunday night, which is a massive surprise to me because um, I, I know Rob quite well from, from down the years. I think I've known him for the last um, 12, 13 years. And um, suddenly I saw he said, I guess it's time to hang up uh, my wheels. Um, you know, he said he's been on the pro peloton for 16 years. You know, he's he's, he's done bits and pieces. He's, he's been, been great. Um, but he's also sad that he didn't, didn't get to ride in his, his 10 to front. You know, Rob has been great for South Africa. He's been great for world cycling. Um, he's been a, a pioneer for a lot of us, um, particularly um, for me as a journalist. Because, you know, we didn't have a South African to write about um, on the international stage. He was the only one I got to write about for years. And to have him go now um, 
is, is sad, but he's opened the door for so many people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you say he's a pioneer, and, and I couldn't have summed it up better, Kevin. I mean, if, if you look at a guy like Robbie, who's been around for that long, and you look at all the youngsters that are coming through now, uh, a guy like Daryl Impey, who, who did really well at the Tour this year, uh, someone who's raced with him here, he's not South African, but Chris Froome would, would probably speak very highly of, of Robbie Hunter. And then you look at Reynard Janssen van Rensburg, who, who, who had a pretty decent uh, first uh, Vuelta. So, I mean, he has. He's sort of, he's been the guy who, who has. He's opened the door for all these youngsters, and, and who knows the legacy that, that, that he's going to leave in the years to come. Without a doubt. And what people um, should remember is that Rob was the guy who got Chris Freeman to Barlow back in 2008. Um, he's actually, he'd seen him ride at the Jero Kappa that year, and he insisted that, um, that, that Claudio, Claudio Corti and Chris Fisher from Barlow World, they signed him, um, and they actually signed him at the Tour of Britain. It was around about this time in 2007. But they saw um, Chris when he was running for Team Punchman also then. And they basically did some, um, well, they basically went to the hotel and told them the time sun for us next year. Um, Rob was also instrumental, um, along with Doug Ryder for MTN Quebec, in getting um, Daryl Impey to ride for um, for Barlow World then as well. You know, And to have Barlow World on the stage then was a massive thing for the Slappings because it meant that they didn't have to be what Rob did when he started. And that was... He'd live in a live in a hostel, you know, live in people's back gardens, um, you know, scrape and save to to, to make it. I'm telling me, um, when he first went over to Italy, um, how little money he had. Um, but it wasn't for someone like Perkins, who's who's been um, a director sportif on on Lampre for so long. Um, Rob well, would have struggled early on as well, and then helped Rob a lot. Never remain good friends with these guys. But so Rob has been massive. I mean, uh, Reinhard Johnson from Rensburg, um, for me, is the next big thing. Um, I think it's eighth on the, the final stage of the Welter on Sunday. What was an astounding result. It was, um, it, it, it came from him actually doing a lead out. And you thought he would sit up and he would ease off, but he didn't. He just carried on. After he pulled away and let his teammate come through, he just carried on kicking. He wanted a good result. And he made it eighth in the kit. Um, next year, he may get picked for the team to um, ride in uh, Tour de France. Um, we can hope so, or, or even the Giro. He may have problems with injuries. Next year, I think, will be probably one of the most exciting years for, for South African and African cycling. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we had Douglas Ryder on the show uh, just a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, MTN Quebec and some of the great things that they're doing. And they're having a great Tour of Britain as well, aren't they? Having a wonderful Tour of Britain. Um, uh, I missed it last week, yesterday, actually. I was driving in the car and uh, I stopped at a light and illegally, of course, I could look at um, Twitter and I uh, saw Chirleka that had won the stage, you know, from a long way. You know, he comes out, it had been a hard, wet day and there'd been a massive crash as well. But um, Chirleka seemed to like it when it's wet and cold and dark and almost like he did at Milan San Remo when um, the, the, the race was a perfect snow that the organizers stopped it and let the guys into the buses and, and foot in the route. Um, and he, he wrote a very clever race, and he does it a lot. And for, MTN, for Doug Ryan and MTN Quebec to have signed in now for another um, two years is a massive thing. Um, they've also got Linus Gerdeman in, um, the, the, the German who's a, a, a former yellow jersey holder, the third of France, the former stage runner. He's in for next year. Um, yeah, the, the Tour of Britain was a bit difficult for them yesterday as well. They lost two guys, um, Andreas Strauss. You know, there's, there's a massive crash in both of them went down quite hard. Um, so they've lost those guys. But um, MTN have, have had an amazing year um, in Europe. Cycling. You couldn't wish for anything more from, from the Milan Arena to the Tour of Britain um, to the other stages they've had. You could take part in the, um, 
the World Time Trial, World Team Time Trial Championships from this weekend coming up, I think it is, and or weekend after that, sorry, my mistake. And then also, um, MTN also have agreed or well, they've um, offered to the official uh, support and um, infrastructure um, behind the South African cycling team whenever they take part in the World Championships. It's going to be in Florence on the weekend of the 26th and 27th of September. That's great news, great news. Uh, and then, Kevin, just from a, a personal perspective, you ride quite a bit as well. I mean, you, you're on your bike uh, probably not as much as you would like to be. Work gets in the way of, of having fun, doesn't it? But you, you are riding the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge, and you're doing it for a great cause as well, aren't you? I am. I'm riding with my old mate, David O'Sullivan. We've written a, a couple of books together, and we've known each other for, for, for years and years. And um, David's actually he hasn't ridden a bike for years, but... Um, Dal Impey um, has managed to persuade him to get onto a bicycle and we're going to ride in a group for the Teddy Bear Clinic of which um, David is a, is a patron. Um, we're charging 2,000 rand um, a rider plus the NG fee. It's at 2,000 rand, all of it, every single cent will go to the Teddy Bear Clinic um, and for it, people get to ride with Dal Impey, the yellow jersey holder, um, David O'Sullivan and also we've got Aki Anastasio um, from, from 702, the DJ, um, who's going to ride as well. I've, I've, I've seen Aki um, walk. Um, I don't know if he can ride a bike. But, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, but going... I'd pay 2000 bucks to watch Aki ride a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But it's only that we've got 60 people so far, which, which is amazing. So we already basically raised 120,000 rand for the Teddy Bear Clinic. I mean, we're looking for looking to reach 100 people. Um, Jenny Green and Tanya Hartford from Hartford Sports Promotions um, have, have been wonderful in helping us. They, they organised the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge. They've been wonderful in getting um, entries and organising. They, they've been great. Um, if you want to enter, um, just email David at 702.co.za and you can get in. Um, it's easy as that. You can ride with the yellow jersey. Or the, there may be a few prizes on offer. Daryl's trying to organise a couple of um, jerseys and bicycles. So... There's a little bit extra for the guy. Plus, they get to drink with me. <laughs> That's the biggest bonus. All right, so it's David at 702.co.za if you want to ride for the Teddy Bear Clinic at the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge. Kevin, I'm guessing as well that there's priority seating there too, so you'll get to start at a, at a semi-decent time? Yeah, I think we'll be drinking. And Daryl wants to do it. Daryl calls We're just going to do um, a coasty uh, four-hour ride. Uh, when I Sullivan heard that, he went, oh, crap, what did you do last year? So I said... Well, I did four hours. I was a bit hungover and um, I hadn't done, done much training. So I got a bit of training. So he's um he's out training. So we will get a decent early start. All right, cool. Sounds good. And and Kev, I mean, you you say it was a, a four hour ride and you were a bit hungover. You, you you need to give yourself a bit more credit than that. People may not know, but you you finished the Absa Cape Epic uh, last year. You also you were on the same team that I rode at the, the Coronation Double Century last year. You doing it again this year? Yeah, I'm going to do the Double Century again. Um, Definitely. I mean, last year you raced us, I and mean, it's such a fun event. Um, so well organized by David Belez and Angie Bortman and their crew from the Cycle Tour Trust. Um, Coronation are great sponsors of it as well. They, they keep putting the money in, and they, they, they sell out every year very quickly. Um, uh, I think the fun thing for me about the race last year was um, when we rode, we rode with um, Mike Finch and a bunch of mates, Nan and Wendy from the um, Western Cape um, administration. Um, but we also rode with those two young guys um, from from the local community from Swellendam. And they've been organized by the local Germany. Um, they hadn't ridden a bike until the year before when they rode with us. And they completed most of it. But this year they completed 209 k for the first time in their lives. And the guys afterwards all got together. We all chipped in because they were riding with a pair of khakis. You know, they didn't have their own helmets. So we, we chipped in 
some uh, money and we've got a pair of shoes and um, we've organised some special equipment for this year. So this year is going to be a special year again. So hopefully I'll see you there. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing race. Yeah, unfortunately I can't make it down there this year. I'm flipping working. It's it's like I was saying, it's horrible when work gets in the way of having fun. But uh, <laughs> I definitely, I, I love that race. It was the first one I did last year and, and had an absolute joy. Yeah, I mean, we did. We had such a... Uh, a sort of eclectic bunch, if you, if you want to put it that way. I mean, Jan Bry, uh, there were some really good cyclists in there, but some 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 guys who, who I thought, yo, these guys might not make it through, and everybody in those two teams finished. Yeah, and that's a special thing. There's a special medal for uh, each team that finishes with all their riders. Um, and, and for, for Belez and I, I mean, the first one I did with David, he called me up, he'd come down and ride it. So he called me up, and we had nine riders at the start of the week. Um, and that was just after the, the 94.7. Then two days later, he called me up and said, listen, with a couple of guys pulled up, but there's still, there's still, still seven of us. A day later, there were, um, six of us. And when I arrived down in, um, Cape Town and fell on the, on the Friday, he said, guess what? It's just you and me. So we, <laughs> <laughs> he, he organized, we, I think we rode in a kit that had a Snickers bar and a fun shirt. And we rode with George Corbett and his, um, George Corbett, who uh, is with Europe car and does some after cycling, and he let us ride with them. In, in return, we let him have our very nice start, which is at 5.30 a.m., which is the first start. And we had a great ride, um, great fun, when we lost the bunch, we joined in with other bunches. And the two of us finished in eight and a half hours, around about there. And um, it was this really cool feeling to the two of us. We actually finished by ourselves. But we met so many lucky people along the way. You know, we had such a And that's the thing about the Coronation Double Century. You know, it's... It's a race for the guys up front, and as you saw, those guys come faster. They're they flying. You know, they bring pros down. I think Chris Froome wrote it, not last year, the year before, uh, and they're, they're pumped. It, you know? um, but we have, have a tour, and afterwards, all the guys get together. It's a good party, good drink. And this year, young Briar promised to cater for us. Oh, so really? we're going to have an expert, an expert Briar. Uh, really nice. I'll, I'll get some guys from breweries to supply for free beers and have a good, a good party afterwards. I'm sorry I'm missing that this year, man. It sounds brilliant. Kev, it's been amazing chatting. Uh, I look forward to doing it again here on Cycle Talk SA. And, uh, yeah, happy training. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. I'll see you on the road. Absolutely. Well, that's it for another episode of Cycle Talk SA. Very excited. Got a cool interview lined up for you next week. Uh, you may have heard about uh, those tours that Rafa, the clothing company, uh, put on in Europe some amazing, amazing tours. Well, there was a South African on the Dolomites one, the St. Col Challenge, which wrapped up just over a week ago in Italy. Uh, and I managed to catch up with him, Raul de Jong, who is a, a pretty decent age group of triathlete, headed over and cycled the 10 days. And just to give you a, a, bit, of <laughs> a bit of insight, they climbed 52 kilometers vertically in 10 days. Uh, the Absa Cape Epic, which is pretty hectic, climbs about 14,000 in eight days. So you can imagine how much climbing these guys did. Fascinating interview about a fascinating tour. Uh, it sounds like a great, great ride, uh, and you don't want to miss that. That's coming up on episode 10 of Cycle Talk SA next week. Don't forget to be in touch. Pop me an email, podcast at cycletalksa.co.za. If there's something you'd like us to discuss or, something you, or someone you'd like us to chat to here on the show, uh, you can pop me an email. You can also tweet us at Cycle Talk SA or like us on Facebook and be in touch that way. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Cycle Talk SA. From myself, Brad Brown, until next week, have yourself a great one. Cheers.